Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Now back to Football Friday, powered by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. On your home for college football Saturdays and the NFL. Seattle Sports Radio 950, KJR. All right, we're going to spend the next two segments doing some college football. we got Pete Carroll coming up top of the hour. We'll uh, head down to Salt Lake City and get the very latest, the last-minute reminders of what's going on with Washington and Utah, battle of ranked teams coming up 12.30 tomorrow on FS1. Checking with Patrick Kinahan from 12 Video Zone down there. But first, our school, a little detention needs to be given to the Cougs of Washington State. They are clicking along five straight wins, unbeaten in Pac-12 play. They go to Oregon State where they're a heavy favorite tomorrow against the Beavers and been a while since we had this gentleman on the air, Puck. I, I, I miss him a little bit. I, yeah. we used to, in fact, didn't he used to do games with you back in the day? We, uh-huh. uh, yeah, we did a handful of games. Yeah, yeah. And then, right. he, then he went and became a big shooter as far as yeah. selling cars and doing stuff. Can't even, and, can't even get him on the line uh, for a car. Game. Now he's some sort of uh, executive with a mortgage company. I don't know. This guy's a busy man. But M. Christo Bruce, former All-Pac-10 player from Washington State, joins us on the Zeke's Pizza Hotline. What's up, my man? How are you? Man, it's so great to talk to some good cougs out there. Puck, how you doing, man? Good, I'm Chris. Though everything well? Oh my gosh, I'm so blessed. You know, I can't complain. Beautiful family, great yeah. career. <laughs> All I knew is I look on Twitter, I see him just throwing tires around, crossfitting. You looks like you're in better shape than when you played. For goodness sakes. You know what? People ask me all the time, like, hey, MK, uh, do you think you can go down there and still rush for the Cougs? First of all, mentally, I feel like I can. But second of all, I'm probably an eighth hardware walking poster right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's talk about the, the game this weekend. They take on an Oregon State team. I know you've been yep. watching some stuff. and you know, we wanted to get your feel for it. Puck brought this up earlier, and, and maybe we'll start, before we talk about Oregon's run game, this direction, some of the stuff they do, and how that challenges the defense, what type of loss? There's a lot to the, a lot of tentacles to this because of some controversy surrounding it. But just from a football standpoint, what does the loss of Robert Barber in the middle of that defense mean? Well, a lot of people are, are discussing Barber. Um, you know, the, the people who have been looking at the articles about kind of what the combat board is doing with him and and uh, what he is able to do to even get back. But I don't know if everybody knows out there, but this guy is one credit away from graduating. Uh, and, and anybody that, that follows Cougar football, Robert Barber, I'll tell you what, I talk to Coach Joe Salavea, the D-line coach here all the time. And for the past few years, every single time I asked him, who's the leader on your team, he let me know that Robert Barber is the leader on that defense. And he hasn't been in any run-ins with the law or any, anything like that. And he's been a leader, so it's kind of frustrating to see that he's going to go out in his final uh, WSU game uh, season getting, being cut so short. So, uh, him being gone is going to be huge because it's one thing to lose a 300-pounder in the middle, but to lose a 300-pounder and a senior leader or, or, or an older leader, that's huge. That's going to be huge for that defense. The um, I, I don't, I'm trying. You just don't have those types of guys as backups or on your roster. So you I mean, shuffling things around him, Christo, I, I, is there? I don't know what they could do. I guess different defensively. I guess there's nothing else that they, they can do to to hide his absence. Is there? 
Well, they're, they're also dealing with the debt issue uh, mm-hmm. in the first place. I mean, this is one thing that you've seen them doing different things like, such as stunting or, or shifting. I don't know if anybody's watching the defensive yeah. line, but every single play, uh, they shift. Now, every once in a while, they're going to get burned because when they shift, other offenses, they're going to pick up a tendency that knows that if I shift this guy, their defense line is going to shift, and if I do a down block here, I can bust for a big play. Well, they have a big 300-pounder and Robert Barber in the middle, so that takes up two blockers. Payne Pallor is free to tackle people. We've seen Payne Pallor have an outstanding season. We also see Luani and Frankie Lugu stepping up. I mean, this defense is playing better than it has in years. They'll put Tapa probably in the middle, who's six two three nineteen, but he's a sophomore. He's not doesn't have nearly the experience. Right. Who makes those line calls? Because everybody who's watched the game knows they they do. They shift before every snap, seemingly. Who's yeah. making that call? Well, that, that's going to be. I mean, you got to think about it. I mean, Hercules Matafu. He he's been playing with like his hair on fire, and I hate to say this, but he's a guy that's probably going to come after and try to break my records, which you know I'm not really proud of. But <laughs> you always want to see the younger guys do well, and and I honestly, that's one guy. If you look at Hercules Matoff, number fifty, he plays like his hair's on fire. He's not a loud guy. He's never going to be out screaming in people's faces, but every single snap, he'll line up outside or line up inside. And he does the same thing. He'll get after those gaps. He'll get after those guards and tackles. And he'll get to the quarterback. Um, but the people who make those calls, typically, if you think about it, it's probably going to be Peyton Pallor, who is basically the general or the quarterback of that defense. The um, Looking ahead now to the Oregon State game, this is you look at it on paper, and Chris, and you say to yourself, all right, well, the Cougs should be able to go down there. They are double-digit favorites. Oregon State has not had great success this year. But... I think what you see in some of their games is that Oregon State plays hard. I mean, they do. They yeah. really do come out and play hard. The one thing that, that would be, what, a cause of caution for Wazoo, if Oregon State can keep it close, especially if you get into the second half, because then they start yeah. playing with a sense of belief. Well, one of the things that we've always had an issue with, and you know this, uh, guys, is, is finishing. Our school is notorious for the word, what, Kuganit, right? It, it, it makes me sick to my stomach to think of that word, but... People say it all the time. We'll get up in a game and then uh, go into halftime and come back out flat and then try and come back in the fourth, and it's just not how you play football. You start fast and you finish faster. And for us to be successful, the biggest thing is to clean up special teams. Special teams is one of those things where you'll see something good and then it'll just be atrocious again, you know. So that's another thing we need to look at. Uh, and, Crystal, before we let you go, just a quick thought on what you're seeing offensively. I mean, that, that offensive line, it, it, Cody O'Connell, I'm, who knows if, what his status is since they don't talk about injuries, but I'm not yeah. sure if anybody's having a better a better year at the offensive line position in the conference than Cody O'Connell. Uh, but it starts up front there and protecting uh, Luke Falk. Yeah, and I think Luke Falk's got to set his, his lineup for, for success. You know, they're doing such a great job. It's very rare that you see a quarterback get six to seven seconds in a pocket. Mm. I know uh, when I was playing defense, I was counting 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. If that quarterback doesn't have the ball out of his hands, I was smashing him. And one of the things that Luke uh, gets in trouble for is pity-patting the ball and not stepping up in the pocket. So for, for him to stop getting hit so hard uh, and, and absolutely getting decimated back there, he needs to, to get rid of the ball and step up in the pocket. That's a legitimate criticism then, isn't it? I mean, I think that's uh, to, to say hey, as good as he is, yeah. some of those sacks are on him. It, it, for sure, no question about it. He does not have to take the beating that he takes every game. I think he needs to step up in the pocket and, and really give his offensive line a chance to do what they know how to do best. Hey, buddy, great breakdown. We appreciate it. We'll do this again at some point, man. Thanks for jumping on with us today. 
appreciate you guys, brothers. I appreciate you. There you go. That is uh, M. Christo Bruce, former Coug of the Good Breakdown Cougs, Oregon State. We'll talk about the Huskies in Utah in just a couple seconds.